Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 200. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 200th episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. You were over there. It's like, when's he going to say it? When's he going to say it? Uh, obviously, I, I actually, have... Actually, I was wondering if you were going to say it. I, I was wondering if I was going to say it, too. I was like, what's she <laughs> looking at me like? Oh, she's waiting for me to say I'm Cliff Ravenscraft. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm hopefully going to get my... Going to have a voice throughout this entire podcast. But the good news, the good news is that we have lots of voice feedback from many of our listeners who have been out there listening. Some of them now, this will be their 200th episode. Can you believe... So- I mean, I understand. Well, I, actually, I don't believe that we've done this for 200 episodes for one TV show. I know. This is crazy. It is. But but what I don't believe... when, you, when It is crazy when you look at the number of episodes that we've done for the other... TV show podcast. Yeah, they're I know. like twenty seven, fifty seven, and you know, exactly uh, seventeen. So it's just it's well, it's just lost. Right. That's all. Now we are <laughs> we definitely want to set a couple things up for you guys, especially for those of you who are listening, possibly for your very first not time over on the Lost Podcasting Network, or maybe you just found us in iTunes or on Google or something. Um, just want to let you know today today's episode's a little bit different than our normal episode. Obviously, we are going to do our full review of La Fleur, uh, season five, episode eight, I believe, of Lost. We're going to talk about that episode today <clears throat> and uh, give some feedback. But also, there's going to be a good portion, maybe about 55, 60% of this episode is really going to be about this podcast and Stephanie and I and the community that's been built and a lot of uh, voicemails of people that are going to call in and and talk to us throughout this episode. So, uh, you know, this show is what it is and we hope that you enjoy it. And I just want to say real quickly that this show has literally, the Weekly Lost podcast and Lost in and of itself has changed my life forever and it has changed our family forever. Yes, it has. Do you want to explain to some folks out there what I mean by that? No, because I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, well, the fact that I used to sell insurance. How about that? Oh, Do you know okay, where I'm going that. now? Yeah. I, well, I, it, it, you said that it had, had changed our, our family. And I was just thinking, you know, this evening or we rewatched the episode LaFleur before um, coming to do the show and our nine-year-old says it's just a tv show <laughs> it's just a tv show for goodness come sakes. on people and uh, so anyway it has not only did you leave insurance and we now do this full-time which has been an amazing um journey and very fulfilling personally at the same time it's just i don't know there are no words, so just 
Say what you want. Uh, well, that's good enough. Okay. Well, th- I think they'll get the gist of it if they continue to listen through the rest of this. And and for those of you out there, like I said, for your first time and you hear what you're doing this full time, it's not just the Lost Podcast. Trust no, me. No, no, <laughs> because, no, 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 because if it was just the Lost Podcast, I'd be in trouble maybe uh, at the end of next year. Uh, but yeah. no, we'll, we'll we'll get into a little bit more of that. But let let's go ahead and start off and and instead of having those who want to tune out already. Tune out. We'll go ahead and cover the episode La Fleur, and that's that's about as uh, great of a French accent yeah. that you're going to get from me. And I probably butchered that one. So let's let's just go ahead and talk about the episode, and then we'll get into some sh- some other stuff. And we're going to start things off with a voicemail from Daniel, who is a member of our GSPN TV listening community and a friend of ours on Oops. every other social network out there. And why do I not see Daniel's voicemail? Right up front here. Oh, I I did some retweaking in my notes. But anyway, here is Daniel now. Hi, guys. This is Daniel from Illinois, also known as Radio Daniel, um, calling in for the Weekly Lost podcast for the 200th episode. Um, I just want to share a theory I had. Um, I know it's been floating around, but I know that people have speculated on the statue that we saw on last week's episode, and I have a feeling that it was made in the likeness of Richard Alpert. Um, either he time-traveled or he's hundreds of years old or whatever. The statue looked to be somewhat old, maybe from the Black Rock time period. But I do remember um, Damon and Carlton saying that we will see Richard Alpert's foot, so we'll see if it has four four toes. I don't know when that will be, or even if that will be, but that's a theory I've been thinking about, and obviously we did not see the front of the statue, so that will be interesting. Um, who knows when they'll show the front of that, and or if we'll find out a different way, if this theory is true. All right, well, congratulations on 200 episodes, and let's hope for many more. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you so much, Daniel. And we're going to move right on to Wayne Henderson. But I was laughing to myself. What is so funny? <laughs> I just combined the statue, you know, big, gigantic, concrete monument statue. Yes. And I, for some odd reason, I was thinking of the wedding planner and a certain mishap that happened with it. <laughs> and we didn't see the front of the statue. And only those of you who have seen the wedding planner know what I'm talking about. Wow, that's funny. I thought you were laughing because I yawned during no. that voicemail. And it was nothing to do with Daniel. I think the lighting in here. Yeah, I need... Once I get in here, I'm just like... It's the 40-watt Oh, I could fall asleep in here. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's move on to Wayne. Wayne also had something to say about the, the statue. And then we'll go to the forum and see what everybody else was saying. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Wayne from the VoiceOver Journey podcast, uh, calling you out Lost, the best show ever on TV. Last night's episode, Le Fleur, um, kind of keeping in the tradition that Daryl does on the Fringe podcast, I would give it nine Tony Orlando and Don reel-to-reel tapes. Nine out of ten reel-to-reel tapes. thought it was an awesome episode. I want to know... What is the statue? I've been seeing stuff all over the Internet. Is it the um, Egyptian god, quote-unquote, Anubis, or is it uh, Richard Alpert? Uh, Some people think it looks kind of like a woman. Could it maybe be Kate, kind of a skinny woman, uh, standing on the shores? Just kind of mysterious, like everything else on Lost. 
Wayne, thank you so much for the feedback. And so obviously Daniel and Wayne are talking about the statue. Nice plug for the Fringe podcast, mm-hmm. our good friend Daryl out there. Wayne's got his own podcast devoted to Lost over at uh, MediaVoiceOvers.com. And uh, let's go ahead and take a look in the forum there. Chrissy is the one in the gspn.tv slash forum where she started off the conversation about the statue. And Stephanie, I'm going to let you. Oh, I actually got to click it and read. Please do. If you don't mind. And uh, obviously there's the there's a a link to the photo on uh, lostpedia.com where you can see the the actual statue. And and I had you pause on it. And one of the things that I notice is it does almost seem to me by looking at this photo that the image that the concrete image it it it's almost as though the it's the the figure is wearing like a day dress you know look at okay you can see well i'm not looking at it oh, but hold on i'm no, going by all means well Stephanie. i clicked on the link to get to the i didn't know you meant for me to click on the link to look at the picture too oh goodness okay so anyway that, that that's what i see there and of course I, it almost appears that there would be long hair as well. So my guess is that maybe it's a female, but that that's just me thinking. So now that we've seen the picture, we paused and watched it the second time, or watched it the second time, paused the image. Let's take a look and see what Chrissy and the others in the forum were saying. So why don't you... Well, hold on, I gotta get back there. Oh, goodness. Sorry to bother you. Doing a bit of reading, <laughs> I was thinking the four-toed statue could be Horus. Which is an Egyptian god, kind of like the Anubis theory posted by... Galadriel. Okay. Um, Horus in hieroglyphics is, and there's a picture. It looks like a raven or something. It does. Um, where have we seen that before? Hey, it's the countdown timer from the swan. Interesting. Interestingly, um, Horus is what is known... Okay, now I can actually see the whole screen. <laughs> oh, your mic was in yeah. the way. Um, Horus is what is known as a life, death, rebirth deity in Egyptian mythology. That ties in really well with Locke and maybe Christian. Um, Horus is also a god of war. Also interesting um, that Horus sounds exactly like Horus, who seems to be the leader of Dharma, at least in the time the Losties are in now. This is a bit of an interesting read. Um, article, the article comparing Horace and Jesus, and there's a link. Which is from religioustolerance.org. Yes. Okay. And while on the topic of Egyptian gods, what about Ra, the, who was um, a sun god? Um, R-A equals Richard Alpert, question mark. Hmm, I like that one. Okay. Um, Let's see, Ra was the Egyptian sun god who was also often referred to as... Rehokata. Sure. Whatever. Um, <laughs> meaning Horus of the Horizon. Very right? nice. Ra is Horus of the Horizon. Very cool. Well, Chrissy, I will say... It's an interesting theory. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, of course, John responded, I thought that the statue looked like Kate with a crown on her head. I don't know about Kate because hopefully I don't. I never want to see a statue of Kate personally. She's my least favorite character on the show. Yeah. Uh, my personal opinion. But anyway, he says. Also, my question is: How far did they travel back to? Uh, how far did they travel back to when the? To, let's see. How to, far did they travel back to when the statue was present? Ah, see the T double O got me there. All right. 
<laughs> How that's my fault. I am sorry. How did they also know that they were really stuck in time where they were? What tipped them off? You know, it did. I, I agree with that question because it didn't surprise me that Daniel knew that things had stopped. But Juliet seemed to say right away, "It's like, we're done. We're here. It, it's finished." And it, maybe it's just the did way. She? Yeah, she did. She she said it first. Maybe be, just because what they had said that one was different. That was different, and then they felt better. Yeah, and then their headache was gone, and um, it seems that John has fixed it. I think that you okay. know that that was more the, along the lines that what she was meaning. I would agree with that. Okay, very Not cool. That she knew. What did Faith have to say about all this stuff that Chrissy threw out there? How about I read it for you? I got it. (laughs) Wonderful research, Chrissy. I especially like the idea of Alfred being Ra. Um, That would be cool. Ra, in later mythology, was said to control the sky, the earth, and the underworld. Having control of life and death would definitely explain Alfred's apparent immortality and possibly why he had to take Paul's body. And not just to show proof that Dharma, uh, that a Dharma life was taken. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Grace wrote in the forum, he says, yeah, my initial thoughts were Egyptian God and I thought Anubis, uh, but, but good research on Horus. Uh, didn't Horus weigh the hearts of people to learn if they could either enter the afterlife or not? Anyway, I still think the island is Atlantis. Ha ha ha. All right. <laughs> if you want to continue on, there is a lot of discussion. Oh, Actually, l- l- if, if you don't mind, uh, Stephanie, would you go down to Just Sue, where she says Horace fits the ongoing eyeball theme of the show? Mm-hmm. And read that one for me. All right. Horace fits the ongoing eyeball theme of the show. However, was Horace ever depicted, right? With those Scooby-Doo ears that that the island statue has. Um, I'm still learning, leaning toward Anubis, although it's possible that the particular god doesn't matter. It could be that they just want us thinking about ancient Egypt in general. They gave us... Onks. Okay. Hieroglyphics. Hurley painting the... Sphinx. Okay. And this colossal statue. I just love how the guideliner talk ended up adding to the Egyptian theme. Not, or, okay, theme, even if he doesn't really wear eyeliner. I also like the idea of Richard Alpert um, being raw. I just don't get why a god would take orders from Benjamin Linus. It was also revealed that Richard can't hear Jacob, which is why I figured he had no choice but to follow the leader. I'm sorry. Now I'm singing the song in my head. How does how does Jacob fit into all this, and why does he call the shots? Then again, maybe Richard was just named in honor of Ra, or maybe or maybe his and Horace's names were chosen by the writers to give us clues to the Egyptian theme. I want to go with that one. Yes, and we just didn't pick up on it at the time. Does anyone have an Egyptian? Does anyone else have an Egyptian sounding name? All right. And so very cool. Um, I'll it's tell you, really hard to read with the shadow of this mic in my way. I wish there I was know. a better. It, I know. I wish there was another way to do it. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, John posted a, a, the photo in the forum of the statue. And one of the things that obviously the statue has some things in their hand and wants to know what it's hol- holding. And the statue does appear. I mean, it's definitely got a loop in it and is shaped 
in the same way that the the onk is shaped. Okay. And I, I would I would not be surprised if what was in his hand was that symbol. Okay. Does that make sense? Nope, because I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Scroll down to where you see John posted the the photo. And in the right hand of the statue. I know that the statue is holding something. Okay, and then scroll right below that and you see the black onk. Oh, that's is that what necklace. that's called? Yeah, it's called the onk. Well, I didn't know what it was called. So. Well, there you go. All right. Aren't you glad you scrolled down now? Yeah. All right. Sure. And so that, that's, okay. that'll pretty much do it. Let's go back to our original show notes and see what's up next here. Hold on, let me close these so I don't get confused I, I as to where I'm supposed to be. To be. So you be- really, this late, would not want me confused. Yeah. Becky Z from the forum started a thread about the sonic fence. And she says, I thought it was kind of funny that it took uh, that all it took to get through the sonic fence uh, were some earplugs. Doesn't seem that kind. Doesn't that seem kind of odd? Now, I put the link to where people are discussing this, Uh but we're not going to jump on this one. Well, didn't they show us this before? (laughs) Didn't somebody else wear earplugs to get? No. Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay, but here what late but it, and this was mentioned in the thread and and it would have been something that we would have talked about when when um, Michelle Drescher went up and Dressler Dressler when from from twenty four when right. she went down who is playing Amy in Lost in case yeah. you're lost by close talk <laughs> no doubt anyway when she went to go get the ear the the earplugs she turned the fence way down she didn't turn it off she turned it down. So much that the 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 sonic sound would not affect her with their with the earplugs in, but would slightly. Well, she also them. didn't want it to kill them. Right, right. They had protocols. Yes, and that and so later in the episode, Horace, when the thing with Richard Alpert and all that stuff, he says we got a level one. Turn the fence to to maximum power. Right. So that that was, I think that line was in there to tell us that there are different levels, levels at which the right, absolutely okay, cool. But Let, I thought that go ahead. I really thought that the earplugs had been used before. I haven't seen them used before, but okay. I, I, how about this? I don't remember them being used before. That's fine. Okay, cool. Alrighty, so let's see here. Oh, I know what I was going to say, and and I think it would have come up later. In fact, it is going to come up later when Richard says the fence. You know, the fence isn't going to stop us. And why is that? I don't know. It 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 doesn't. I mean, he it, whether it be it seemed that he was saying that would be the case. Ah, <gasps> I know by location, the fence mm-hmm. can't stop them because they didn't walk through the fence. That's one way. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry, guys. I, I know people hate it when you toot your own horn, but it's an interesting theory. Yeah, that's, that's all. A, I'm that gonna, is pretty annoying. Yeah, that was pretty annoying. Oh, good. <laughs> let's let, let's see if Sawyer can uh, let's let's play an audio clip where okay. Sawyer um, plays the leader. The leader. Till Dan checks back in, I say we head back to the beach. When Locke gets back with everybody, that's where they'll be looking for us. The beach. Well, you didn't get enough flaming arrows shot at you. And your camp is gone. Why bother? Sawyer's right, Miles. We should go back to the beach. We survived there before. We can do it again. Or maybe when we get there, you'll you'll want to go back to the orchid again. And then when that gets boring, we can head back to the beach. It's the only two plans you people have. Exhibit. I'm heading back to the beach. Our stuff's there great. If not, we build new stuff. You don't like the plan? Good luck. We'll put him in charge. 
Thanks for getting my back for that whole beach issue. You should thank me. It was a stupid idea. Well, what does that say about you agreeing with me? Any plan is better than no plan. Besides, if I hadn't agreed with you, we'd still be arguing about where to go next. Just hope you figure out something better before we get there. Well, I'm open to suggestions. So Sawyer as the leader is open to Which suggestions. Which I like. I like Sawyer as the leader. I do like Sawyer as the leader. I do. Well, I mean, he's obviously doing better than Miles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I just want to say in the chat room, I noticed they were talking about, I think uh, Jeff Gentry in the chat room says he his theory is that there's a tunnel that goes under the... Oh, that's cool too. And some other folks in the chat room said that they like that theory as well. All right. I did too. Uh, let's go ahead. Cliff and, doesn't like it enough to toot Jeff's horn. Just his own. Well, I'll, let's toot Jeff's <laughs> horn. It's an interesting theory. There you go, Jeff. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, way to call me out on that one, baby. You're welcome. Rock on. So let, keeping let, you humble. I've got bu- a bunch of audio clips to p- play back to back because well, my what? Okay, go no, ahead. No, 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 what? 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 Go ahead. I interrupted you, so you can finish your thought, and then no. I'll say what I want to say before you, you play the clip. You say what you want to say, and then I'll play the clips. Well, I should have mentioned this in—I should have mentioned this in the initial reaction last week. But I, one of my favorite parts of the episode is when um, Sawyer and Juliet hear the gunshots, and they both like raise and cock their guns like immediately. Yes, I love that. Was that was awesome. That was really cool. And did you know that they were both missing the same amount of buttons on their shirt? You did point that out to or, me the second time around. Or ch- Well, I noticed it the first time around. I just didn't think that it was... Obviously, it wasn't important enough to point out. But um, but watching it again tonight, I just thought it was funny that they're both have the... The buttons aren't missing. They're there. They're just... They just chose not chose to button them. Chose not to button them. Gotcha. The exact same amount of buttons. Exactly. All right, so I guess since we don't have flashbacks in essence anymore, I mean, well, we were flashing all over the place, but we don't have flashbacks in in, mm-hmm. in the same way that it was like character centric, right? But I would it, it's safe to say that this was a Sawyer centric episode. I think so. I think that there's still been, you know, um, the life and death of Jer- Jeremy Bentham it was lock was specific. Locked specific and or centric, however you want to, whatever you want to call it. So I think that they are still. Maybe not as, maybe not as much so as before with, with our flashbacks the way we had them. But there's there's still one, um, one theme going on throughout a show, right? And and, yeah. and surrounding yeah. a certain character. Yes, very cool. Um, well, this one obviously was uh, Sawyer centric. Love this one. And what I have here are really a bunch of Sawyer clips, and we're going to start off with Sawyer starting to work his con. Mm-hmm. How's your head? It hurts. Where are my people? They're fine. Amy told me what happened in the jungle, and I really appreciate what you did. Well, y'all got a funny way of showing your appreciation. Look, we have a certain defense protocol. There are hostile indigenous people on this island, and we don't get along with them. So, why don't you tell me who the hell you are? My name's James LaFleur. You can call me Jim. How'd you get to the island, Jim? My friends are safe. Why are you asking me all the questions? They told me I need to talk to you. That you're the boat captain. We got caught in a storm. Shipwreck. Almost hit the reef. Thankfully, we washed up on shore. What kind of ship? Salvage vessel. Searching for a famous lost wreck. It's an old slaver out of Portsmouth, England. Called Black Rock. Ever heard of her? Can't say that I have. So, once you got washed ashore, why were you then wandering around in the jungle? 
Some of our crew were missing. We were looking for them. So we came upon your girl instead. Well, <clears throat> I tell you what, Jim. If your crew shows up, we'll send them along with you. Send them where? There's a submarine that leaves this island first thing in the morning. You and your friends are going to get on it. It's going to drop you off in Tahiti. You can find your way home from there. Hold on a minute, Chief. We just saved that woman's life. Doesn't that earn us a week or two to find the rest of our people? Nope. Only people that are allowed to stay on this compound are members of the Dharma Initiative. And look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, please, Jim, but you are not Dharma material. You are not Dharma material. So he obviously proved himself to be Dharma material as head of security eventually. One of the things that I want to point out about Sawyer is that he had always been one of my least favorite characters. Yes. And back in the other 48 days or the one that followed right after that, where they were going to where he had gotten hurt and they were bringing him in on like a stretcher. You were like, leave him, drop him they in said, the jungle. <laughs> well, they kept saying somebody's going to die. Somebody's going to die. And we obviously found out it was Shannon. Right. But I was so praying for it to be Sawyer. You were. I, I wanted to yeah. be done with Sawyer right then and there. And can I just say, was it that worth the wait? I, this episode made me like Sawyer. Yeah. Now, if he dumps Juliet and has anything to do with that brunette, I am going to be over. mad. Yeah. I am going to be angry. I think that, and I was just telling you this when we were re, when we were rewatching. Um, I'm having a really difficult time with my enunciation <laughs> tonight. Can you tell? Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, so I was just telling you that I think that that James and Juliet can be the greatest love story that Lost has ever written. Absolutely. If Eclipse they don't it. screw it up with this brunette. <laughs> this brunette. I like that. I think that's what we're going to start calling that her. Brunette. That brunette. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> Get rid of the brunette. All righty. Uh, did you see what Edith <laughs> Baker wrote in the forum? Where? She says, I want Kate to oh, die. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Look what we started now. All right, next audio clip. I want to play this one, and I want to point out like this question that I have regarding it. Hello, Mr. Alper. Uh, no, wait. Well, no, no, well, no, no. Hold well, up. No, <laughs> the chat room is asking um, better than better than dozen dozen penny, and I think that yes, if if they write it correctly, it can be. It start. I, I want to say started out better. When you think yeah. when you think of where Desmond and Juliet have been. Think about, think of, or not Desmond, did I say Desmond and <laughs> <You> Juliet? <did. laughs> yeah. Rewind that, edit out later. Not. Uh, so when you think about where Sawyer or James and and Juliet have been in the past, mm-hmm. remember the breaking the rocks, building the runway thing? Yeah. And he dumps out the, the, the cantina. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about those scenes. And and where they've Absolutely. come to, to, and it's like, man, it's taken a long time to get there. But wow, this is one. And you know what I love about this story is it's not it, it's not been something like uh, where they've built up. It's like when will they hook up? When will they be together? When will they finally embrace their love right. for one another? It just came out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like there we this came this was not expected. They had not foreshadowed this. They haven't given us anything. You know, Sawyer's in they love. They didn't overbuild it up. They didn't overbuild <laughs> it up and and it's like boom. And it's beautiful. And and it's like wow. Yeah. They are a good couple. You know cuz sure Sawyer seems he has this dumb southern, you know, I'm a I'm a total redneck. He can play it that way. He plays it that he's way. He's very intelligent. He's an extreme. I mean, the the fact is, the guy the guy's got a nickname for everybody, and the nicknames ju- he doesn't recycle them. I no, mean, it's they're all. 
I, he, I, did you see when he says uh, hop in the hop in the bus, Enos? Yeah. You know you're, what? He, do you know what Enos is? No. That's yes. a reference to the Dukes of Hazard. Yes. Which yeah, was absolutely. the deputy. Yes. He's the sheriff. I got it. Um, oh, I had a block for a moment because I was thinking of something else. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, so at the end we were obviously we we. Oh my gosh. What? I'm sorry. They're 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 putting in here the young and the shirtless days of our lost <laughs> nice. one lost to live. Okay. All right. The Dukes the of Old Dharma. Nice. Go ahead. Um, so we we just rewatched it. Why am I having so much trouble with that word? Just, I have no idea. Um, just moving forward. <laughs> anyway, and so we watched the whole episode, and then comes the last what 30 45 seconds where he pulls up everybody gets out of the van and and then oh he sees that brunette and i think that it meant more to her than it did to him i hope so i think that here's here's my little theory about it because in we just saw him tell tell horace that he couldn't even remember what she looked like and so now i'm thinking that he sees her and he's like oh that's what she looks like yeah what was all that about (laughs) nice <laughs> Sorry, that's mean. It is mean, but yeah. you know we're. But only I ta- really like him and Juliet. And, and just I so do. you know, it's not Evangeline Lilly. It it, it no, is definitely the not. character and the way they've told the story has so made. A, I mean, it, it's it's kind of, it's the same thing that happened with Paulo and Nikki. It, it's the way they told the story that totally ruined those characters for us, and they totally ruined Kate for us with all that you know love triangle well, stuff. The, I think that here's the th- this is what I absolutely love about. About it. It is not Sawyer and Juliet. It's James and Juliet. Yes. Kate is in love with Sawyer and he's not that same person anymore. Yeah. That's all. Exactly. Okay. All right. So let's mo- move a whole. Uh, yeah. He's, I'm just going to push the button. Hello, Mr. Don't push Albert. the button. The button's bad. I wish you would have told me you were coming. I would have turned the fence off for you. That fence may keep other things out, but not us. The only thing that does keep us out, Horace, is our truce. Which you've now broken. I don't know what you're talking about. Where are my two men? You know what? Getting on that sub is starting to sound like a great idea. What do you say? Sub? Anyone? Hold your horses, Bonsai. No one's getting on a sub. Bonsai. Okay, Lafleur. How well did you bury those bodies? That depends on how hard he looks. Call the arrow. Tell them we're at condition one. Take the heavy ordnance and make sure the fence is at maximum. Yes, sir. Let me talk to him. Excuse me? Your buddy out there with the eyeliner, let me talk to him. We had a truce with these people. You don't understand. I understand I'm the one that killed his men. And I'm the one that's going to go out there and tell him why I did it. I can't let you do that. That's a good thing I ain't asking your permission. James, are you sure you know what you're doing? Not yet, but I'll figure something out. All right, so the question I have regarding this, Stephanie, out of all of that, is the truce. What is this truce? I don't know. Why would the others, why would the others create a truce? Do you have any thoughts on that? No. I I, I have no idea. I mean, if, if the fence can't keep the others out, you know, and the others are seen as quote unquote hostiles. I mean, what is it that Dharma has over them? What, what bargaining power? What bargaining chips does Dharma have that they can make and create a deal with people, with the others? Hmm. That just doesn't make sense to me. And I've not seen this one anywhere. And if anybody wants to call in, 
during any time of this during the show and if you have a, your thoughts as to as to why is there why is there a truce what what how did they how did they negotiate so, that I don't one? know maybe just so that that Dharma can be there and do their work and but it's their island you know that's what i'm thinking I'm, you know it, i'm just wondering yeah i i have no idea clearly the truth truce didn't last right well there, uh, no i i think james fixed it he patched up the truce Okay, so you think there's not going to be the purge now? No, the the purge is still going to happen. Well, how can the purge happen if there's a truce? Well, the that something else is going to do is. <laughs> That's what do I that. said. Clearly, there's not a truce anymore. Oh well, you're talking in present time. I'm still. I'm. I'm in. I'm in Dharma 1977 time. Okay. What? Well, what if our? What if the island brought our losties back to that time to stop the purge? Well, that's an interesting theory, and I think that that's something worth discussing. But not worth the button? Oh, oh goodness, good. <laughs> let, me, let me pat you on the back. It's an interesting theory. Do you feel better now? We all just need to be pat on the back sometimes, <laughs> don't we? Yes, we do. So, anyway, I just, um, that's all. Let's see what Sharon has to say. That'd be perfect. Hi, Chris and Stephanie. This is Sharon from New York. I have listened to all 199 episodes of the Weekly Lost Podcast, and I've loved every single minute of them. Um, I think it was early 2006 where I got a new iPod, and I was just randomly downloading podcasts that I thought looked interesting. And it turns out one of them was the Weekly Lost Podcast, and I was wondering, like, what in the world are these people talking about? I had never seen the show Lost, but... You all were so interesting. I listened to about three or four episodes, and then I went and watched the show for the first time, and I've been hooked on the show, hooked on your podcast ever since. Um, So I wanted to thank you for that. Um, Also, about last week's episode, or maybe it was two weeks ago, I really, really loved the change Sawyer. Um, I think he mentioned it in the initial reaction, how Sawyer is conning his way um, using his skills, I guess you could say, as a con man to um, actually use them to stay on the island for a little bit longer. So I thought that was um, a really great twist um, to the story. Um, okay, thank you, and bye. Thank you, Sharon, and I'm so glad that we were able to turn you on to Lost. I think that it's hilarious that she thought we had something interesting to say or however it was that she worded <laughs> No doubt. Well, let's move on to our last clip of, of this James. This is my favorite. Yeah. This is my fa- this was my favorite scene of the whole episode besides them, you know, obviously being so quick with their guns. Yes. In that one scene that but that was just funny. This was my favorite meaningful clip Absolutely. of this entire episode. Absolutely. Hello, Richard. Sorry. Do we know each other? I'm the guy who killed your men. Heard some gunshots. Saw two men throwing a bag over a woman's head. Gave him a chance to throw the weapons down and walk away. One of them took a shot at me, and I defended myself. That's so? That's so. Your people know that you're telling me this? Ain't my people, boss. So if you got some kind of a truce with them, it ain't been broken. You're not a member of the Dharma Initiative, then what are you? Did you bury the bomb? Excuse me? The hydrogen bomb with Jughead written on the side. Did you bury it? Yeah, I know about it. I also know 20 years ago, some bald fella limped into your camp and fed you some mumbo-jumbo about being your leader. Mumbo-jumbo. And then poof, he went and disappeared right in front of you. He was ringing a bell. 
That man's name is John Locke. I'm waiting for him to come back. So, you still think I'm a member of the damn Dharma Initiative? No, guess I don't. But no matter who you are, two of my men are dead. And my people need some kind of justice. What are we going to do about that? My people need some kind of justice. I don't get that. I don't get that either because isn't it his men that started it? That started it? Didn't his men shoot Paul? Yep. That's all I'm saying. Just saying. Just saying. You know? Yeah. Where's the justice that that the Dharma team, the Dharma initiative? (laughs) Yeah. And what do they need his body for? What are they going to do? Are they going to burn it and sacrifice it? I don't know. Um, well, I had just read somewhere, I mean, just since I've been sitting in this chair, that they, I don't know where it was, but just for proof that, that uh, a Dharma man had been killed, I don't know. Right. Just, okay. I don't, honestly, I just read it and I don't know where. Cool. I think we heard it in a voicemail. Okay. Just All in right. the 40 minutes that we've been down here. Right. Um. I like when he says they ain't my people, Hoss, because it reminds me of Bonanza, and mm-hmm. I always watch that show with my aunt and uncle. Was Bonanza on by 1974? I don't know when it was on. I can find out for you. You do that while I play Doug in Atlanta, okay. and I'm looking for Doug right here. Hi, this is Doug in Atlanta. On the forum, I'm Doug in Atlanta. Anyway, calling <laughs> um, for the Weekly Lost Podcast. I'm just now listening to your initial reaction to LeFleur and uh, Chef Mark called in and he was talking about you you all were talking about at one point all these babies being born and he said kind of jokingly here they're all trying to you know reincarnate uh, Jacob and I thought well now wait a minute that sounds pretty reasonable um what if the uh, the fact that babies can't be born on the island anymore isn't just a de- a big deal for the fact that the women die, which is a big deal, but maybe it's because Jacob needs to be reincarnated and can't be because babies can't be born on the island. Maybe this was one of the reasons he said, help me to, uh, to, uh, uh, to Locke when Locke went to Jacob's cabin. Uh, maybe that's what this, uh, the, the whole baby thing is all about. Just, just uh, occurred to me and uh, thought I'd mention it. Have fun. It's an interesting theory. Lots yeah. of theories out there. Lots. So, Stephanie, did you? Find, I saw a bunch of I people did. in the it chat ran room. From, yeah. It ran from September 12th, 1959 to January 16th, 1973. So, perhaps... And if, it was an awesome show. And if Richard was, <laughs> was you know, into television back then, he would yeah, know the reference. Yeah, because I'm sure Hoss. they had a television out in the jungle. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on to... But I did like the theory about the babies and Jacob and the whole reincarnation thing yeah i do too. which i still think has to do has something to do with the purge you think so and the gases that were released you and mean left as in to the why they can't have as babies to why, yeah interesting let's let's I'd re- have to be i'd have to look more into it but anyway let's click a link in the show notes if you don't mind where it says she who finds you. things posted about maternity and death in the forum do, 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 do. and i'd like to read where? a couple things ha. you'll got find it, it. All right. She says, I'm wondering now, maybe the reason the mothers and children died before uh, was because they were others and had had been on the island a long time, possibly as a result of radiation from the bomb, maybe buried uh, that. Uh, OK, bomb, maybe buried. 
let's see here, that Ben didn't know was there. And the reason the mother and child lived in this episode is because it was Dharma people from off the island, not there as long, not contaminated, or just immune for some other reason. It's a thought. Hmm. All right. And then Chrissy wrote, Stephanie? I'm going. All I'm right. sorry. I was still processing that. I was I was still processing Gotcha. That. Okay. Um, I got the impression the wom- the women couldn't give birth on the island as as there was the common Amy was meant to go on the submarine to the mainland to give birth unless unless it was because they had no proper doctor to deliver babies um, not because of problems of dying during childbirth um, at this point in time I would have to say that I believe that I, I can see where Chrissy came mm-hmm. out. Thinking that maybe that's the reason why right. she had to go and have baby all, off well, the island. Well, that's what the guy said. The guy's like, I'm just, I'm, did he call himself an intern? An, an intern or okay. something like that. I'm just, she's supposed to go on the submarine. There, There's no doctor there. And that's probably why Ben brought Juliet in. Yes. When he did. Exactly. Gotcha. All right. Faith says, I think women went to the mainland because they just didn't have the resources on the island. The intern on the island seemed to only be scared because the baby was breech. So basically, he mm-hmm. would have been completely fine had, had the baby the, right. not been breech. Well, because then it just comes out the right way and everything's good. She says also during Juliet's time, the women and babies weren't even making it to their third trimester. Absolutely. Which, yeah. Eric Fisher in the chat room says, yes, I think a lot has changed for our for maternity from 1977 to the around 2001-2004 era. Uh, let's see, 2004 is when the plane crashed, and Juliet had been there for about three years. So anyway, 2001 mm-hmm. had problems. All right. And didn't they say that the the purge was in the 90s? Isn't that what the people in the chat room were saying? Can you check that for me? Because I can't do both at the same time. Um, I'm waiting for the chat room to say. So they will listen to that, mm-hmm. and then they will say in three, two. One nineteen eighty eight ninety five, so somewhere around in the yeah about the nineties I would say. Okay, who do you think the baby is? I have no idea who the baby is. We'll find out. Yeah, there. I think we have something in the show notes. But anyway, uh, the maternity and death conversation continues. You can find the the link to that in the show notes for episode two hundred of the Weekly Lost Podcast over at gspn.tv slash forum. All right, let's see here. Next is voicemail from Murphy regarding LaFleur. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Murphy from Louisiana, and today's call is for the Lost Podcast. Um, I was recently watching the most recent episode of LaFleur, and I thought about it. I said, what we've all as Lost fans might need to do, and, and you included, let's go back and see if we can go to the episode, which I think was um, The Man Behind the Curtain, when we actually see uh, Ben's uh, backstory, and when he shows, and when he actually shoots John and throws him down into the pit, where he has the rest of the uh, Dorma people that he that he killed and threw into the pit after he gassed them. And let's see if I don't know if we can ever get a real good screen cap of any of the names that were in the um, in the pit, and see if we can actually see Lafleur on any of them, and see a possibility that he actually killed Sawyer in that, or are we going to have this worked out somewhere where? Either the purge doesn't happen or Sawyer and them are actually going to leave before all this happens. Just wanted to put that comment. Plus, one other thing. Um, we have never yet to find out uh, who Boone's father was from the first season. Um, 
but possibly just throwing out maybe that Goodspeed is uh, Horace Goodspeed is Boone's father since we've never actually found out about Boone's father. Um, that's it. Thanks a lot. Bye. Very interesting theory, and I will give you. It's an interesting theory. There you go. Um, as far as the screen capture, I didn't have time to go back and look. I know that those screen captures would be available. The close up of the pit that John was in. I don't think that they would have put that in there personally, but if anybody wants to look that up and if you are able to find something, I'll be happy to cover that in the in the next weekend review for mm-hmm. episode 202. All right, and uh, let's see here. Moving right along, we're going to go to Troy from Kentucky, and he has a lost theory. Hi, Cliff. This is Troy from and Kentucky. It's, his, it's approved a by his wife. for you. I talked it over with my wife, and she said it's worth calling in about, so I hope you agree as well. Last week's episode, while Daniel was sitting, rocking back and forth, he said, I'm not going to tell her, not going to tell her. Now, assume that, you know, it's reference to telling Charlotte, don't come to the island. And that got me to thinking. Um, We have said from the beginning, and, and Daniel's premise was that you can't change the past because it's already happened. Um... I wonder if that's not true, and here's some support for that. Remember uh, back last season, Ben was so taken aback at Alex's death. Of course, you know, the death of his daughter. But uh, he first wasn't traumatized by that. He said, you know, that that, uh, Widmore broke the rules or changed the rules. What about rather than, you know, family is off limits being the rule that we're all supposing, what if he actually changed the rules of space and time and that Ben had access to the future, saw Alex in it, so he knew Alex was going to be safe in that situation. But by killing Alex, it broke the rules and that that's actually why then Ben felt like he had to go off the island so he could change the the war that's coming and, and kill off all the people that he had saved help so that whatever's coming in the future, he would actually affect, you know, what's going on. So that's a, that's a pretty heady theory, but that the, uh, to capsulize it, that um, the rules been mentioned aren't, you know, staying off the family, but that, you know, the past and the future can be changed. What are your thoughts? Bye. It's an interesting theory. All right, Troy, I like the idea that the past can be changed. Um, as far as the details of why Ben went back and stuff like that, I don't know. I really, I do like the idea of him being upset about Alex dying because he had been in the, he had seen the future and Alex was in it. That I really, I I really dig that thought. What -hmm. do you think, Steph? Yes. But my, my feeling is, you know, why go back in time if you're not able to try to stop and change things? Right. You know, who cares if they say you can't do it? Right. You know, it didn't stop. Wouldn't you want to try stop, anyway? It didn't stop Desmond and Charlie trying to cheat Charlie out of his death. Right. And thank goodness that they did, because guess what? Charlie, if he would have died Charlie three saved, times ago, he wouldn't have saved everybody else. Right. But of course, what Miss Hawking said to Desmond is that um, time or the what was it? The universe would course correct or whatever. Everything would course correct. So somebody, something else would have happened down there to right. save the island and all that other stuff. Anyway, uh, we have a voicemail from Maggie. She's wanting to talk about the Juliet last scene. 
Hey, Stephanie and Cliff, this is Maggie. I am calling to say congratulations on 200 episodes of Lost. Has it really been 200 episodes since I... Wow, that's crazy. I just, I, you know, I remember hearing Cliff call in to Jay and Jack and Transmission talking about his new, this new show and started to listen. And wow, 200 episodes. Cool beans. Go, congratulations, you guys. Keep going. 200 more at least. Well, no, never mind. We can't do 200 more. Darn. Yeah, we can. It's going to end. Oh, well. <laughs> I was just also wanted to comment is about LaFleur. At, towards the end with um, uh, Sawyer and Juliet, Stephanie, I was waiting for a baby, too. I'm sitting there going, baby, 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 because I just thought it would just have been perfect if a, like there was been a little two-year-old come out or something like that. I was waiting for one, too, or a little baby crying. Yeah. Didn't happen. Darn. So, okay, guys, have a great 200th show. Can't wait to listen. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Maggie. Maybe the baby's just a really good sleeper, and we'll see it in the next episode. Yeah. You know, Stephanie and I were pausing, doing screen, you know, just like trying to get the right frames to decide whether or not when Sawyer brings the flower in, she's in the kitchen. She's got this top on that has a little bump in it. Looks like it. But it's Stephanie has informed me through her vast experience as carrying children she says no. It's not high. It's not low enough. No, it's way too high to be an early pregnancy bump. Though Stephanie and I, it's or not Stephanie did correctly. Stephanie did agree that it could possibly be just one of those horribly done TV pregnancies. Yes. Anyway, and, <laughs> and of I've course, seen some pretty bad ones. But then there was the scene in the right before, right when Sawyer got the call at the end. They're kind of spooning, you know, one another, kind of close. Not trying to. I mean, they were. No, they're no, spooning. I know. I, yeah, yeah. But the, the thing is, is, if it's just a bump, maybe. Uh, no. Okay. It I, feels different. Okay, but then of course she did roll over on her stomach, which or it's psychological. <laughs> yeah. it, she did roll over on she her did. stomach, and she if you have something stomach. that's gonna decl- that's gonna show a bump in your shirt, you're not gonna roll over on exactly. your belly like that, unless they have a Tempur-Pedic. Um, Do you know they make these really cool foam mattress? Well, hold on. They make these really cool um, wedges for pregnant women to sleep on their stomachs now. I mean, really cool. What if she had one? Well, no, it would have been obvious because you would have seen (laughs) it on the bed. But um, it's really cool. I didn't find out about it until I was like eight months pregnant with McKenna and then it was too late to buy one. So anyway, (laughs) or I would have. I have no idea what they're talking about in the chat Me room, but neither. I see, wow, I read that as I think baby will be Cliff in bed. I have no idea what they're talking about. But anyway, imagine living in different times. <laughs> you know that what that got me thinking about is, oh, they're talking about, you know, they're still in the 70s, so it wouldn't be there. But maybe the Dharma research team invented that. Invented what? The the hole in the belly thingy. Oh. And, they, okay. and the original that they developed... Uh, was in such a way that you wouldn't be able to notice. It was a part of the actual whole, anyway. Okay, no. The whole, imagine living in a different time. I think it would be a neat, completely 100% awesome off show, uh, offshoot of the show if the people, if the folks like Miles and Sawyer and Juliet did get in the sub- submarine and they go back and live in 1974. 
and then they could run yeah, into. Yeah, because we've never seen a show done like that before. We could, they could run. They could like. They Are they going to start being on Life on Mars? They could hook up with Sam Tyler. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think so. All right. Anyway, uh, let's see what we have here next. Um, oh, just the sound clip I absolutely loved, and I had to play it, and so here it is. Are you kidding me? I'm gone ten minutes, and you're having a hoot nanny. That's it. A hoot nanny. A hoot nanny. And of course, I had to look it up on Wikipedia to see what they said. And one possible meaning of a hoot nanny is a party. Okay. <laughs> one possible meaning. But it's funny because if you look it up, it, it's like hoot nanny is not typically known as a party, you know. And I thought yeah. maybe it was like you know anyway. But yeah. All right, let's go to some listener feedback. And you might be thinking, haven't we been doing all listener feedback? Well, this is everything up to this point has all been pretty much devoted to the episode. So you're skipping the whole big picture? Oh, the big picture. You know what? Do you understand what this is about? Did you see the big picture? Yeah, on on Twitter. I was making a joke about the big picture. The big picture. Um, Because do you see the big picture? I gotcha. Yeah. Very funny. <laughs> you didn't get it. I know, and I get it now, but now it's not funny. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, uh, twitter.com slash Inferno Enigma uh, sent me a link on Twitter, and it says Horace and Olivia approaching Ben's birth. Yes. Now, Olivia is Horace's wife? First wife. Mm-hmm. So did he remarry? I'm going to guess so. Okay. Because now he's married to Amy. Right. Did she die giving birth? I, well... No. She couldn't yes. have. Why? Unless they jump through time, too. Never mind. My head hurts. <laughs> Moving right along. The, the picture of... I of, think he knows it's bleeding a little bit, Yeah, too. I, see, I see that. Uh, but anyway, let, the, the rest of the feedback here is non-Lafleur-related. Um, okay. So, here we go. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure. Go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Mary from Mount Vernon, Indiana, and I'm calling for the Weekly Lost podcast to tell you congratulations on reaching episode number 200. I really wish I could be in the chat room tonight, but um, I just returned from being out of town with my daughter who had surgery, and my husband has offered to take me out for dinner and a show tonight, so I think that I will be doing that instead. Um, I think he would take it the wrong way if I said, sorry, honey, I'm going to be in the chat room with Cliff and Stephanie, even though I haven't seen you for several days. So (laughs) anyway, I just wanted to say thanks for all you do. The Weekly Lost podcast is what brought me to you in the first place, and it is still my favorite of all the Lost podcasts that I've ever listened to. Um, So happy 200th, and here's to many more podcasts from GSPN. Have a great day, guys. Bye now. Thank you so much, Mary, and we continue to pray that your daughter will recover from her surgery. Absolutely. And uh, we're so glad that you called in. Uh, we're going to move on to an email sent in from Francisco, and will you read that one, Stephanie? Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. I just wanted to send a quick note to congratulate you on your 200th episode. Um, 
we have listened to you from the very beginning and are your loyal fans. Why is that so funny? I don't know. <laughs> it, I, I really, I don't know. It is crazy how much we feel we know you, yet you have no idea who we are. Now that part is funny. Well, the thing is, is, is we want to, yeah. I just want to point out, no, we, and we're going to stop for just a second here. I just want to say, Francesco, feel free to email me as much as you want. And if you're going to talk lost, you know, send that over to the forum, gspn.tv slash forum. But you're in there and you're reading that. And I'm and, in there and I'm reading yeah. that. But if you ever just want to shoot an email and say hi and who you are and get to know each other, you know, I'm all for that as well. Yes. Cliff at gspn.tv. Yep, all right, that, go ahead. That'd be it. It doesn't have to be a one-way thing. No, it doesn't. Mo- moving along. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to thank you for making Lost even a greater show to watch by taking it to the next level. This is the first time we've written in. Okay, hold on. All right. This is the first time we've written in and couldn't think of a better reason to make ourselves known and let you guys know how great we think you are. Thank you. Congratulations <laughs> once again and God bless. Yes. Francisco and Daisy from Ottawa, Canada. Yes. By the way, we couldn't end the email without a theory. Um, Francisco thinks Richard Alpert is the island slash the monster, um, protector of the island, the one on the statue, the entity of this is, right, entity of this is mainly because he's wondering how could Richard know where in space and time Locke was going to be when he met him and gave Locke the compass. Um, hold on, it moved. Mm-hmm. Even though even though Locke told Richard he helped him in the future, Locke didn't know when in time he helped him. Not sure if this theory's already out there. Also, another theory on how they're going to end the show is that Richard is the author of this book he's writing. And he's also included himself as a character in this novel, which is lost. Cheers and love you guys. It's an interesting theory. Okay. Alrighty. Would you be happy with an I mean that is that a little bit like the snow globe? That's a little bit like the snow globe. And uh, kind of reminds me I'm of I'm kind of stuck on the loop now. <laughs> the loop, yeah. I, what about I Bilbo Baggins? You know, is, Bilbo Baggins. Because that's the yeah. story of the, you know, the Fellowship he of the Ring. and right in the book. And then The Hobbit and mm. stuff. So, I don't know. It, I mean, it would, I it would be an interesting thing. It would. So. It would. Can I say that where I got lost there was, um, you said that, you have in here that the email is from Francisco, and so I'm reading it, and it says we and we and we, and I'm like, okay, maybe there was a mouse in his pocket. Right. So then I was reading ahead to see how the email was signed, and in the process lost my space. Gotcha. I just place. took the name from the email address is what happened. Oh, okay. So I had not even pre-read the email. Okay. I was just getting confused as I was going along. It happens very easily to me, so please don't take it personally. Yeah, that's okay. They they love us. Francisco some and Deezy. All right. All right, so... Some in, of them. Some people do. <laughs> some people really don't like us much at all. But they're not, they're not still listening. And so I have my own no things worries. to say to that, so that's not a big deal. Okay. And Jeff from Indy wrote... or No, he didn't write in. He called in. He called. Hey, guys. This is Jeff in Indy. And as usual, I'm not in Indy. I'm somewhere else. I'm actually at uh, New York and LaGuardia Airport waiting for my plane. And I am going to be in the air while you're recording your 200th episode. So I just wanted to congratulate you on 200 episodes. I won't be able to listen to it until... Later, I heard there's some sort of podcast or something that you can listen to if you miss the live recording. I'll have to check that out. 
But uh, anyway, congratulations. All right. Next up, thank you so much, Jeff. And by the way, thank you to Jeff once again every week for just doing a phenomenal job of helping us to get these audio clips. Absolutely. It it literally takes me about two to two and a half hours to prepare for this show on the weekend. And what he does takes about another hour and a half. So he he saves me about an hour and a half worth mm-hmm. of work by doing that. And uh, instead of having this be like a four hour job each week. Um, let's see here. Moving along now, I'm going to play this audio clip, and unfortunately, we we have three Den three GSPN.TV Plus members from Denmark. Okay. Okay. And I couldn't understand who she says her name is. Okay. And it doesn't match with any of the names I have from my Plus members from Denmark. So whoever you are, please forgive me for not calling you by name, and feel free to email me and tell me that was you. So here's her feedback from Denmark. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is uh, Kerstin Nastad from Denmark uh, calling for the weekly Lost podcast. Uh, this is my first time ever leaving a message on your voicemail, but I thought I'd give it a shot and take the opportunity to congratulate you on your 200 uh, Lost podcast, which I really enjoy. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not able to join the live shows as the time difference means that I'm getting my beauty sleep while you are recording. And I'm what you call the casual viewer of Lost, but I, I, I really enjoy your podcasts and find them a good way to keep up with all the details I don't catch while watching an episode. Uh, I, I recently became a GSPN Plus member, and I listen to your Lost uh, podcast as well as the Grey's Anatomy and the Private Practice, Private Practice podcasts and some of your other podcasts as well when I have the time. Well, again, um, congratulations on your 200th episode, and keep up the good work. Bye. Thank you so much. And again, if you email me and tell me what what your name was, I would love it, just so I I know who that was. But thank you so much, and and thank you for being a Plus member. And uh, and, and, and it's cool, because I, I didn't even know to go and look to see where everybody was from. Uh-huh. And, and that's because of this voicemail, I noticed it's like, and it was just recently, three different people from Denmark. And I just know from their email right. address because it ends in .de. Okay. So anyway, very cool. Very Thank cool. you very much for I the feedback. I just wanted to say that I should be getting my beauty sleep while we're recording this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no doubt. Let's move on to somebody who is a very... <laughs> oh, did I just say that? <laughs> I didn't just say <laughs> That's one of those. <laughs> Don't. That was hilarious. <laughs> oh, you gosh. can't script this stuff. <laughs> this is awesome. I didn't just say no doubt. <laughs> you so just said that. That's funny. Oh, yeah. That was good. <laughs> I, I meant like for me too. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, oh! Now I want to read this this email that I got in the forum uh, down here. It says, um, oh, "Let's see here." It says, "This is a message for Cliff. I'm a very big fan of the GSPN Lost podcast. I listen to all your public Lost podcasts, and I enjoy them thoroughly." Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. However, I have one critique to make to you, Cliff, concerning Stephanie. You should take the time to really listen to what he ha- what she has to say. You're often distracted while she expresses her opinion. 
I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> or, uh, well, we don't know if it's a he or a she. No, we don't. Anyway, uh, and you really recall, let's see, and you rarely recall what she has just said. You make sounds like you're, uh, let's see, you make sounds during her talking, sounds that are meant to indicate that you are following her, but in fact, they are simply empty and generic. She says, I have a theory, and you answer, cool. This is just because you heard her voice and not understood the words. Stephanie, don't let your man put you down like this in public, and don't let him belittle you. He should pay attention to you. Absolutely, he should. Uh, and I, I pretty and much save himself from putting his foot in his mouth yeah. oh so many times. That was a that was a good one, though. But see, now the people who are listening to this, they're glad that I was not paying attention to a word yeah, you were saying. That was really good because they would. We're here to make people laugh as well. That was. That was really good. Oh gosh, I can't believe it. that was that was a funny one. But if you guys and, and I'm not gonna excuse myself, but there there are reasons why I don't always hear everything that you're saying. And uh if you watch the live show and, and I don't hear everything you say. I either number one play it off better or number two, you don't complain as much as I do. Right. Or a mixture of the both. Yeah. So one day we'll have a producer on the other side of the glass nah. window and, and they'll they'll handle the chat room and technology stuff while we're having our conversation face to face. Now we like it this way. Yeah. All right. So where are we at? Do you have any idea? Amanda what, from um, Michigan. Yes, Amanda from Michigan. Will you save me? Hey Cliff and Stephanie, this is Amanda from Michigan. I'm just calling to congratulate you on two hundred weekly last podcast. Isn't that amazing? There's a TV show. That is cool enough that complete strangers from all around the world can spend hours a week talking about it. We're not complete strangers now, and that's awesome. I just think that's great. So just want to congratulate you, and thank you for providing this forum where I can talk about my favorite show, and I've met such incredible people, and wow, life is just a whole lot more fun now. All right, um, I'm hoping to listen in tonight. If I fall asleep by then, just wish you luck. Bye. Thank you so much, Amanda. And Becky Z wrote in uh, via email. She says, I am so bummed that I won't be able to participate in the 200th podcast. Sad that I'll be, let's see, said I will be working while y'all are pod, while y'all while are, y'all. Pod, while y'all are podcasting, but I for sure will listen to it as soon as I can. I don't think I've heard 200 episodes of the podcast, all 200, all 200 of the, of the podcast, but pretty close to it. I've just recently this past year or so become more active in the forums and I like to listen to other of the gspn.tv podcast as well. They're all pretty awesome. Thank you, Cliff and Stephanie and keep up the good work. Love listening to y'all and the rest of the community. Thank you, Becky Z. And I have noticed her a lot recently in the forum. And thank you very much for adding to the discussion and joining the conversation online. We, We love to see you there. All right. Next up, we have April from Nashville. And, uh, here's what she had to say. Hey, Stephanie and Cliff. This is April from Nashville. I was just calling to congratulate you on your 200th episode of the Weekly Lost podcast. It was one of the very first shows I ever listened to, and I'm very glad I did. Thanks for keeping us entertained these past over years, and look forward to many more episodes. Congrats. Bye. Thank you so much, April. And, Stephanie, I got to meet April um, face-to-face down at PodCamp Nashville. I was speaking at a podcasting conference, and uh, she came to the, I don't know if she came just for me. I know that she is a gspn.tv plus member. I know that she had dabbled in podcasting in the back. She did she did like a she was going to try to do a a book review podcast. 
So she she could have been there just for the podcasting stuff. But uh, needless to say, I got to meet her face to face in person, and it was really uh, a pleasure to get to to finally meet her. And um, so April, it was great to meet you, and hopefully we'll be able to see each other again next time in Nash. I'm in Nashville, so that'd be cool. Very cool. All right, and uh, what do we have next on the thing here? Elma Shriver's emailed in, and she says, Congratulations to both of you. My days would not be complete without my Cliff and Stephanie Fix. All the best, (laughs) Elma. Elma, thank you so much for that. And we also have one last audio feedback from Andrew in Salt Lake City. Cliff and Steph, hey, it's Andrew from Salt Lake City, Utah. Just want to say congratulations on your 200th episode. That's freaking awesome. Anyways, uh, you guys rock. You guys are the best on the planet, and I will listen to your podcast. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Andrew, thank you so much, and uh, he's been listening forever. Yeah. And so uh, just thank you for all the contributions you've made over the years here. Andrew, we've really appreciated it. And it looks like we have a phone line call coming in now, and let's see who is on the line. We have Daniel, uh, also known as The Ramen Noodle. (laughs) Daniel, what's up, man? Hey, I want to congratulate you on 200 episodes. Well, thank you. And I am so upset that I couldn't be here for the majority of it. I don't have a fancy iPhone like you, so while I was driving home tonight, I couldn't tune in to the live show, but just catching the last bit of it, wanted to wish you a big congratulations on this big number. Very cool. And you have a big day coming up on, what, March 22nd? You're doing a black belt test? Yes, I'm testing for my black belt next Saturday, and if I get it, getting the black belt tied on the following Sunday. Very awesome. Well, congratulations to you, sir. Thank you. That's really amazing. Well, thanks for calling. I I really appreciate that, Daniel. Yeah, and I really appreciate your friendship. You've been a great friend and a great supplier of podcast equipment, too. Uh, Yes, thank you for your purchase, by the way. Yeah, I picked it up tonight. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, very cool. I can't wait to hear what the uh, audio sounds like after you start using that Heil. Yeah. All right, Daniel. Thanks for all your work, Cliff. All right, thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. All right, so anyway, folks, uh, that was Daniel, and a great friend of ours, and also a member of the GSPN.TV community. Mm -hmm. I wanted to say a couple things. We do have, um, (laughs) what's so funny now? Jeff says, I enjoyed Cliff and Rim's on-island adventures in the early days. Yes, those were good old and days. that just, yeah. What? Well, it just gave me memories of when you used to do really, really... Crazy stuff? Really crazy stuff. Yeah, we might go back to doing some really crazy stuff. No. You'd Maybe. have to get some more crazy friends to help you. I have lots of crazy friends, don't I, folks? I know. All right, so anyway... A uh, couple things. We do have a coming up on Lost with Bonnie from over at lost.about.com. And I, I want to warn folks, we're not going to play it just this very second, but I do want to warn folks that when we play coming up on Lost, if you do not like to know about mm-hmm. an upcoming character that's returning to the show or that's going to be in the show, um, then you do not want to listen to this one because she is going to talk about somebody. Now, when you when you see this person in the next episode or so or whenever it's going to happen, um, it's not going to be like a major spoiler because, I mean, it just makes sense to, to see this character. So it's not like Shannon or Boone or somebody like that's coming back. But anyway, uh, that I just want to warn that I there is... not, you know, since they're dead and all. Yeah. Well, you know, so was Locke. Not on the island. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, basically, right? yeah, you're right. 
So just want to give you a warning there. And also I want to let you know, um, I won't say who the character is, but the actor that plays that character next Wednesday morning or no next Wednesday afternoon for us, I will be interviewing that character. Yes, you will. Or that actor. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I will be bringing that to the initial reaction next week. So anyway, that's exciting stuff. (laughs) And one last thing I just wanted to mention before we do the coming up on lost is Stephanie and I just want to say thank you guys. Uh, if if for, again, for those of you just tuning into the weekly Lost podcast, Stephanie and I started this back on December 16th, 2005, and it started out just us playing around, having some fun, hanging out, just talking about this TV show, and it was totally a hobby for us, and I really started to enjoy the community and the the people that started to listen and interact with us. I found interacting with them was just as much fun and all ultimately became more fun than talking about the TV show Lost. It was these relationships that were being built. Um, before long, I started a, a, a second podcast called My Crazy Life where I just started to share a little bit of my life here and there. I just recorded episode number 380 today of that podcast. And, and then, of course, we've launched a total over the last three years and two months or no, three years and three months, we have now launched more than 24 different shows, 17 of them in pro- production right now. And uh, we just want to say thank you guys for, for helping us get our start. And I'm just glad that, as my friend Tess in England would say, I'm no longer working my soul-sucking job in insurance. That's right. And I do podcasting and new media work full-time as a career. Uh, and just so you know, right now, currently... Uh, probably about 30 or 40% of my income comes in from gspn.tv plus membership. We want to encourage you to please consider becoming a gspn.tv plus member over at gspn.tv slash plus. And of course, uh, we don't, <coughs> excuse me, trying to cover up the bronchitis here. Um, we don't release every single episode of the Lost Podcast or some of our other shows every week on the free feeds, but every week we do release them on the plus member feeds. But there's so much more about Plus Membership, and I'm just going to ask you if you wouldn't mind, do me a huge favor and head over to gspn.tv slash plus and listen to the testimonials there and read the little bit of text that I have there. And and I think you'll get a feel for what gspn.tv plus membership is. And, and probably if you're only listening to the Weekly Lost Podcast, before you jump on and sign up for Plus Membership, check out a couple of our other shows like The Full-Time Mom. Uh, there, that is an excellent show. Family from the Heart is an excellent show, and the one that I think everybody who listens to this show should definitely listen to it is the Community Voice. And when you go to gspn.tv under General Interest Podcasts, it's the very first one listed. It's called the Gen- the Community Voice. And let me just real quickly look at some of the episodes who we've talked to so far. I know that we talked with Daryl Darnell. Who is um, the one of the people who are behind the sponsoring Family from the Heart podcast? We also have Michaela Walsh from Australia, Daniel Cushman. I'm not sure where Daniel's from. Is it Illinois or somewhere? Uh, he's in here. I'll see if he says. <coughs> All right, Winnie from Belgium. Or no, maybe he left already. Uh, Winnie from Belgium, Chrissy from Australia, Anne from Germany, Tess from London, and Christine uh, from New York City. Lots of wonderful accents. It's great to get to know people. And that is a podcast 
we will continually be pumping out new content on a regular basis. And if you happen to be a gspn.tv plus member and I've not yet interviewed you and you want to be interviewed for that show, contact me via email feedback at gspn.tv. And so I think that's pretty much everything I wanted to say. Okay. Stephanie, did you want to say anything else? Until next time. Stay Stay lost. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know what was supposed to happen. I know. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? You're not going to find out. Don't you want to know? This is Lost Away Bonnie from Lost.about.com with this week's Lost Preview. The next episode is called Namaste and will be on Wednesday the 18th at 9 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads, when some old friends drop in unannounced, Sawyer is forced to further perpetuate his lie in order to protect them. So we'll see what happens when Sawyer reunites with Hurley, Jack, and Kate beyond just the staring that we saw this last episode. Also in this episode are Christian Shepard, Dr. Marvin Candle, Frank Lapidus. So maybe we'll see who it was that he ran off with after the crash. Caesar, the guy who was on the plane and seems to be taking charge on the island. Alana, the woman who was escorting Saeed. Amy, the woman who gave birth to the baby boy on the island who I... I believe is someone we already know young ben phil the security guy rosie who was with the security guy and you ready for this radzinski radzinski was kelvin's partner in the hatch who helped kelvin press the button started the blast door map and then according to kelvin shot himself kelvin and radzinski were part of the dharma initiative for more information, read my Namaste guide and preview. This is Lost Away Bonnie Koval for GSPN's weekly Lost podcast and lost.about.com.